We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What is up and welcome to the Uncontested Podcast coming to you live Sunday, February 18th as there's about five minutes left in the All-Star Game. Five minutes too many if you ask me. I'm your host for the evening, Jacob Niffin. Got my guy, J.B. Silva here with me. We got Justin Peabody. Hello, everybody. Taylor Peterson is along for the ride. It was a big night in the Peterson household. And Justin, more than anyone on the podcast, will understand this. Brooks no longer has a crib in his room. He is in a big boy bed. Hey, so and I that was, is what I was doing instead on. of watching that pathetic excuse of a basketball game on my television screen. I look forward to his appearance on the pod shortly. That's right. <laughs> they grew up so fast. <laughs> We are brought to you proudly by the Blue Wire Podcast Network and new podcast sponsor, Dave's Hot Chicken and Spark OKC. A little more on that later on. If you are tuning into the live version of this tonight on YouTube, thanks so much. We see a lot of people in the chat already. Glad you guys are here. If you don't already, make sure you sub to the YouTube channel. We are live for every podcast. You can come, you can hang out with us, you can watch us live, you can uh, chat with us in the chat, you can ask questions, comments, you can bully people in the chat. It's a great time. So come join. If you're listening to the podcast version, thanks for downloading. If you would be so kind, drop that five-star rating. If you're watching this on YouTube, please hit that like button. That would mean a lot to us. I think that's all the plugs I got. Gentlemen, it fills obligatory that we talk about all-star weekend considering it is all-star weekend (laughs) gonna be real honest with you guys i didn't watch much of all-star weekend because uh it's kind of not good but i know there are some uh dissenting opinions on this podcast you can say my name 
Justin, what was your favorite part of All-Star Weekend besides Taylor experiencing the earthquake apparently in his home uh, just now with that camera going everywhere? Listen, I I love All-Star Weekend. I think that it's really easy to hate on it, and that's clearly the cool thing to do. The cool thing to do on the internet is to hate everything. And I think it has taken so much of the fun out of it. There were a lot of really good moments in All-Star Weekend. The Rising Stars Challenge with the like the little tournament format, I think that's fun. I think it's cool. I like I don't love the G Leaguers having a team, but like it's fun. Uh yeah, the love... G Leaguers beat Wimby, didn't they? They did. The G Leaguers beat Wimby. I think that little gonna be that, my rookie of the year. That format <laughs> is fun. All-star Saturday night. I think the dunk contest this year was obviously a letdown, but I thought all the other events were fun. Like the skills challenge, I think is always fun. I like the way they've done it with the teams in recent years where they let the hometown team get three guys on the team and they come up with like themes for the other ones. Though the year they had the Intenta Kumpos was kind of lame, but like the number one picks and, uh, and the, what was it? Just all stars. I think was the other group. Like it was fun pairings and the light up court was pretty cool for that as well we got to watch scotty barnes dribble it off his knee which you know is yet another thing me and an nba player have in common (laughs) and three-point contest was great steph versus sabrina was great it just ended on kind of a flat note with a really weird dunk contest in which jalen brown like looked like me recreating dunks on an eight-foot goal in my driveway (laughs) other than that like it's a fun weekend and i think i think the haters just you know find something else to hate go watch dune or something I agree with your overall premise that there is way too much hate on social media and there there's way too much divide. Um, however, Justin, I think you're holding on to n- nostalgia a little too much here. I love the All-Star Weekend growing up. In fact, the same dunk contest was something that my myself and my little brother Hayden, we would like tune into every single year with my dad, looked forward to it every year. Um, unfortunately, it just continued to go downhill. And I was just Here's the thing, disappointed Taylor. this week. It was you want to talk about Justin. holding on to nostalgia. The problem is you're comparing this year's dunk contest to like the three or four greatest dunk contests of your lifetime that you can remember. They used to and all that, be fairly decent. No, they didn't. Yes, no, they, they did. didn't. They did. The all-star not. games used to be fairly decent. They did now not. it's Luca throwing up half court. They keys. were good once every ten years, which is what they've always and tweeting been. during halftime. That's why they suck. Back no, in my day, back, back in my day, players didn't tweet during halftime. Listen, I think part of it too is like my son was super into it this year, so like that's fair. Saturday, Saturday night, like it's a blast. He's like he was rooting for the All Stars in the Skills Challenge and was like screaming his head off at the TV. <laughs> He was rooting for... Why are you setting your kids up for disappointment? <laughs> I think he, he decided to root for Cat in the three-point No, God. What right? are you Why would yeah. he do that? Listen, Justin. I didn't pick this. I was rooting for Trey Young. My wife picked Dame. Um, so go her, I guess. Both of those are even worse. Like, it's, well, he won. So she, <laughs> she picked the right one. Um. It's fun, and that's what it's about. It's not supposed like Was all the fun, smart basketball guy nerds like, oh, this skills challenge doesn't even demonstrate skills. Like, get over yourself. It's for the kids. Plus minus is basically a team step. <laughs> exactly. Hey, well, what would be cool is if the announcers liked the what they were watching and acted like it. That hundred percent agree. 
They were just Kenny, uh, bad Kenny vibes. might need to be banned from Kenny, the All-Star Saturday night. Kenny just didn't know where he was. It was not reading the room. No one was really reading the room uh, at all. It was strange. Uh, the comments on Sabrina were weird. Comments weird. about uh, Jaime Hawkins were weird. Tonight, you got Chuck making a comment there about Oakland. What are we doing? Can we just? Can we I, I missed that last one. What did Chuck yeah. say about Oakland? No, we, we, we'll nothing talk about good. It later. Oh, it's that one. Oh boy, um, it's okay, sad. Bad. It's like the product. I thought the product was fun. I had the most fun watching it with the sound off. Uh, almost yes. sometimes I'm like, yeah. can I just, I just I, watch what's happening? It was great. Those dudes get paid literally millions of dollars <laughs> to be on those broadcasts, and they don't even like watch the games. They don't watch the game. I, they even I admit that they don't watch the games. I they say so. You, I guarantee you, us four watch more NBA basketball than those four. Yes. And the, the alternate broadcast tonight was uh, uh, Chuck, Taylor Rooks, and Draymond Green. Uh, <laughs> count me out. I think <laughs> it's the worst way. Hard pass. Now, hey, I, I would have tuned in if it was Taylor Rooks, Draymond Green and Draymond Green's therapist, but <laughs> alas, that so it would have been a two-person podcast, just Taylor and Draymond. <laughs> I, I think uh, well Draymond's done. taking a lot away from therapy. Oh, JD, I don't know boy. what you're talking about. Like, like problems are other people's problems, not mine. Those are the, That's right. The guy from it. But hey, uh, uh, Shay played well tonight, right? He did. Uh, the game is still going on. There's four and a half minutes left for some reason. Uh, it is still a 22-point <laughs> game. The West sucks. Shea Gojis Alexander, uh, 31-4-4, four four, 7 of 10 from 3. Um, my favorite part of the All-Star game tonight is I follow a lot of people from other fan bases who are tweeting as if this meant anything like, oh, they got to take away the Dame is washed comments. Look at them now. I'm like, my brother in Christ. Like, <laughs> people are actively, like, running away from the basketball on defense. Or... Man, Luca looks good for the second run. Like uh, that half court much, shot looked too great. much for me, dog. Why no for me? Luca looks more out of shape now than he did two weeks ago when we played him in Dallas. <laughs> yeah, probably so. But he's had a week off. Yeah. Uh, I had to explain to my son why nobody really tries in the All Star game, and he just literally couldn't wrap his head around it. I, I was like, "Yeah, they just don't. They're just there to have fun and put on a show." And he's like, "But if they're playing." Why wouldn't they want to do their best? Yeah. <laughs> I like, yeah, I don't know. I got nothing. Like, I don't watch NFL, but hasn't the NFL taken uh, the like Pro Bowl. the Pro Bowl? Yes, literally it's now flag football flag and football. made it flag. Can the NBA not do something like that? I have a hot take, but I'm saving it related to the oh, NBA All Star game. Nice. Mm-hmm. Professional. I hope I'm not about to steal it. Like, can we just do a one on one tournament or something? J Dub said no, that. I like that. I'd be that so lot. sick. They asked J Dub at uh media availability, what's one thing you would change? And he said we should do a one on one tournament because we're always playing one on one in the off season. Nobody ever gets to see it. I, I would I would watch that. Yeah. Hey speaking one-on-one of interviews tournament and if you lose each loser has to throw a million dollars in the pot and the winner gets the pot. Wow. Oh, wow. It's aggressive, no, but I no, love it. Million, that escalated quickly. Uh, 20% of your yearly salary has yeah, to go say, like, That's fair. Wemby would like go that. in next year and have to pay like a third of his total salary from the year. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It should be, um, you have to pay 20% of your salary. Yeah. I love like that. a tax. I love that a lot. 
I don't think and, any and of the players would, chosen, would, wouldn't do that. If you get chosen and you turn it down, automatic 25% out of your salary. Man. The cowards can't can't duck. <laughs> this sounds, I mean, how, how would the MBPA say no to this? I can't make imagine. It happen. We should make the players play money or pay money to. Now, <laughs> on a positive note, though, I think something, especially Thunder related, that we can take from All Star Weekend is there was a lot of great talk about the Thunder in general from other players, um, commentators. I think Charles Barkley tonight, I saw, again, I didn't hear this, uh, but I think he mentioned, like, (laughs) if you have the direct TV package, you should be tuned into the Oklahoma City Thunder. He did say that, word for word. (laughs) And then uh, you also had LeBron talking about, like, Shea, Luca, and Ant being the face of the league. Steph did as well. Yep. But then you also have some really good commentary coming out from Shay and J Dub and Chet themselves. I, I just kind of found kind of interesting. I'm curious if anything stuck out to you all from All Star Weekend uh, with all the positive positivity that's going to be flowing from All Star Weekend for OKC. That stuff feels like a moment. Like we'll look back on this All Star break as as a moment that five, 10 years from now, like, Hey, remember the 2024 all-star break? Like when OKC like really kind of arrived when Shay really like joined the superstars, like Nick was in our, our group chat. He's up there in Indy right now covering all-star weekend and probably asleep at that game. (laughs) The fact, (laughs) the fact that Shay was in the big boy interview room with, was it Katie and Steph, Katie, Steph and Shay, LeBron and Steph. No, LeBron wasn't there, which I think is part of the reason Shea was there. But <laughs> fair. Okay, sorry. Everybody was- else was in like the scrum <laughs> room. And then he was he was in the room where it's like just him. Like that, that's a huge moment. Star that, power. That's star, him. that that's him arriving to another tier of stardom. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think at this point of the season, we're at a coin flip for him for MVP. Yeah. I yeah. I, I legitimately think so. Let's wrap up the all-star weekend with this question the thunder had shea gilgis alexander jalen williams chet holmgren Kaysen wallace all in attendance and per- not in attendance all participating at all-star weekend and keontae johnson okay taylor <laughs> <laughs> next year how many of those four are back Three. Which three? Three. Three. Which three? <laughs> Dub, Shay, Shay Dub, in the Shay. All-Star game. And then I think Chet probably gets left out, but we're like campaigning for him and we're oh, angry Chet, about Chet, it. It could be rookie sophomore oh, game. That's what I was oh, going to say. Okay, yeah. sorry, you're right. right. Could be rookie sophomore I was thinking game the second year. year. Yeah. yeah, and then Case and Will as well, so all four. I, I don't think Chet makes the All-Star game next season as much as I want him to, and as much as I, I think he will have a case for. So I'm going all four will be there, but Dub and Shea are the All-Stars. I think Shea's an All-Star, Chet and Kaysen in the the Rising Stars. Is that where you're and, at, JD? Yeah. Whoever they draft this next year, am I right? <laughs> yeah, there you go. I like Alex that. Sar. J-Dub's not there because Cody's there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> Um, it would be awesome and not insanely surprising if all four were back next year, two on the all-star team, 
be two huge. on the rookie sophomore team. Be huge. Be huge. That's what like, I'm thinking. I I wouldn't bet on it right now that J Dub makes it. Yeah. But this break from basketball for what's what's it been like five days? <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing with myself. I'm like SpongeBob in the in uh, Sandy's biodome. I need it. <laughs> um, but that time away and just thinking about what J Dub's done, he's special. Real special. Like. It just looks like he belongs out there with all these other like I if you had to bet right now, not like team awards or I guess not necessarily like awards in general, but just player. If you had to make a bet right now, who has an overall better career? J dub or Jalen Brown? Who would you say? Um Probably, are, I'm, I'm a very down. unbiased podcast here thing <laughs> at the end contestant. Clearly. <laughs> I, I, well, I think it's probably going to be J-Dub. I don't think J-Dub is ever going to reach the status that Jalen could be at in, the, in within the next season where it's like he's your second best guy and he's being paid. He's going to be overpaid. Like That label is going to be put on Jalen Brown sooner rather than later, I think. I don't think J-Dub's ever going to have that baggage. I just don't think... He doesn't have the weaknesses that because Jalen Brown's weaknesses are uh, loud, similar to how Russes were back in the day, and uh, you yeah, put a glove left. on it. Put the glove on. Hey, Jalen Brown can't go left, but J Dub sure as hell can. I know. Yeah, he can. Yeah, that's it. I don't know. That's an interesting conversation. It is. I agree it completely. is. It is. So three all stars next season for OKC. Yeah, <laughs> couple uh, rising stars. Yeah, yeah, hey, yeah. With where we think they should be at next year. Like in the standings, they 100% better get two. Agreed. Hey, maybe the third will be the guy they trade for this summer. Unbelievable. Third's Gordon Hayward. (laughs) (laughs) He's back, baby. We're all such Josh Giddy haters here on the podcast. Come on. That's the Galaxy Brand answer. It is time to move on to a new segment of the podcast, a new game. In collaboration with our partners, Dave's Hot Chicken. So they'll play that background music for me. The East Hollywood pop-up sensation turned fast casual superstar, Dave's Hot Chicken, is now serving Oklahoma in Bricktown, Edmond, coming soon to Chisholm Creek. Their mouth-watering sliders and tenders are offered at seven spice levels, ranging from no spice at all to Reaper, which requires a signed waiver for those who dare. I don't sign any waivers, folks. Each piece of hand-breaded chicken is spiced to order using a blend crafted specifically for its heat level or no spice at all, along with sides of house-made kale, slaw, creamy mac and cheese, and crispy seasoned fries. Spoiler alert, tell them to put some cheese on those fries. I'll blow your freaking mind. And try the new Dave's Not Chicken. Those are cauliflower slices that taste just like Dave's Hot Chicken, but they're not. Visit Dave's Hot Chicken in Bricktown right next to Fuzzy's Taco Shop before and after the next Thunder home game. I would be lying if I said I don't go to Dave's almost every pregame before a Thunder game. So um, so I... Spoiler alert, I am not a Dave's Not Chicken guy, but my wife, who is a vegetarian, we went and had Dave's 
on Valentine's night, uh, I got regular chicken strips, the two chicken strips, uh, Coke Zero cheese with fries. It's the go-to every time. It's good. Cheese with fries, not fries with cheese. Cheese with fries. That's an important. <laughs> I can't. Like, would you like some fries with that cheese? <laughs> nope. Just, just think cheese, please. Um, she ordered the Dave's not chicken. Uh, very, very impressed for a vegetarian in Oklahoma City, which is not the easiest thing to do. She was very impressed. So our game tonight, folks, and every Sunday night for the rest of the season, is Dave's hot chicken hot take of the week where us four idiots are going to sit up here, fire off some hot takes. We're going to grade each other's hot takes based on the spice scale at Dave's Hot Chicken. For those of you tuning in live on YouTube, you can see the spice scale below. If you're listening to the podcast version, the spice scale is as follows. No spice, light, mild, mild, medium, hot, extra hot, and reaper we would also love for the people who are in the chat right now fire off your dave's hot chicken hot takes of the week and we will grade some of those as well all right who's kicking us off who's got a hot take of the week mm, i can say mine really quickly i don't know how hot this is but i've been thinking about it for roughly three hours <laughs> <laughs> it's been cooking Simmer. within the next three games Gordon Hayward will score more than 20 points for the Thunder. The next three would be versus the Clippers, versus the Wizards, at the Houston Rockets. Are you saying in all three of those? No, in, in one game he will one score more. One of those games. games. Yeah. One He's of, okay. giving Kawhi 30. All on the Dave's Hot Chicken Hot Takes scale i will give you a medium there silva um i think it's a little spicy just because you know trying to get adjusted to the team we haven't seen with this team yet at the same time as gordon hayward and we've seen what he's been able to do at every single team he's been with so long as he's healthy and if he is healthy especially in those three straight games i could see him getting 20 plus like do we even think he plays all three oh i think so i think he will play all three i think the minutes will be low uh, so I'm gonna give this one a hot. Ooh, I, I thought think... you were. I thought you said before the trade deadline that he or after the trade deadline that he was going to be averaging like hey. 18, 20 minutes per game. Taylor, there's what I hope, and then, there, then there's what will happen. <laughs> unbelievable! Very unbelievable! I, I think I put this at, at hot as well. Nice. I think that. I mean, that'd be dream scenario, right? Thunder fans would be ready to crown this the the or trade of the century. He gets it because there's a blowout, and he's or getting that garbage minutes. Cough, garbage cough, run. Washington. <laughs> yes, hopefully it's not cough, cough, Clippers in the wrong way. <laughs> right. <laughs> Indeed. Indeed. Get out there, Gordon. <laughs> uh, I'll go next. My hot take is that in the rest of the season, Chet breaks through that rookie wall like the Kool-Aid man and not only wins rookie of the year, but does so in convincing fashion. Ooh. Wow. I, I want to be on the record. I love it, Justin. Chet deserves rookie of the year. I like Chet Holmgren a lot. Good basketball player. But brother, 
you're going to need to sign that waiver because <laughs> this one's a reaper. Uh, sign that waiver. I, I think in the mind of a lot of national media who don't watch a lot of the games, uh, it is Wemby's award. I I agree. But that's why it's I hot. made this take. That's why it's hot. Uh, I'm going to go hot. No, I'm going to go extra hot. There's no waiver mm-hmm. signing necessarily, but I'm going to go extra hot. The reason why I'm one spice level down. What if the Spurs only win like four more games the rest of the season? I think that could. And maybe what if he. Uh, maybe there's some load management going on for a better pick. Maybe he doesn't play as much. I'll give myself that little cushion there. Yeah. No yeah. waiver. Yeah. <laughs> I, I do think you're right, Jacob. I think a lot of people. In a lot of people's minds, the race it was already over. But I think history has shown us that, like, most of the time, there's at least something that happens post-All-Star break that that makes it a debate worth having. Maybe Chet turns it on. I hope so. That would be awesome. Taylor, you got a hot take of the week? I do. I have a hot take. And my hot take, as I alluded to earlier in the podcast, relates to the All-Star weekend. It's been bad. It's been bad for the past couple of years, past couple of seasons. I think All-Star Weekend should no longer even be a thing. And instead, we should have mid-season All-NBA awards, and everyone gets to take time off, kind of readjust. And so those like all mid-season All-Star selections would be equivalent to oh, – sorry, All-Star. All-NBA selections mid-season would be equivalent to All-Star selections from the past. Because I just think it's been an absolute disaster these past couple of seasons. I just, uh, the guys don't try out there. The three-point contest is the only, to Justin's point earlier, is the only event that's been semi-fun. The dunk contest has been a joke since, like, the Hamadou Diallo season. And again, maybe I'm a little biased. <laughs> I don't think many are putting the Hamadou Diallo dunk contest in it the went, That was fun. It was great. Yeah, I'm sure Since it then, it hasn't you. been. <laughs> He, he actually was able to jump over Shaq and not use his hand off Shaq's shoulder to be able to like get up to the rim. I think All-Star Weekend is a wash, but this will never happen because the NBA needs those ratings, and they're pumping those ratings, and they're using like these new, new stats to like boost the ratings because you know if you're watching in a bar, that counts for they're so many. They're cooking the numbers, folks. It's you're ridiculous. It's ridiculous. They're giving League Pass away for free. Wow. Hey, that did happen. Here, I took advantage. Me too. Uh, I'm putting. I'm saying Taylor also needs to sign the waiver on this take. <laughs> Alternate idea: Let's use AI to make an all-star game where the players don't actually have to play, and we can just watch the video. Careful, Adam Silver might take that idea. He might. Um, I hate this. I hate it so much. I hate you for saying it, Taylor. <laughs> um, I know it's you. The worst. I knew you would have. <laughs> The I idea know. that you want to get rid of the competitions of All-Star Weekend and replace them with participation trophy awards is absurd. Um, shame on you. Shame on your family. This is a Reaper take. <laughs> Better learn Chinese, buddy. <laughs> I, I, uh, this is the worst suggestion I've ever heard. Taylor, I think I'm on to something. <laughs> Go ahead and sign that waiver for me. <laughs> but Here I is my it. hot the- take of the week. Heading into All-Star break, Shea and J-Dub 
were, now I want to make sure I get this stat right. I could be wrong. They were the first pair of teammates to each score 30 in back-to-back games since Russ and KD. Is that a Thunder record or a league record? Ooh. I don't know. The way you said that makes you think league. I think, yeah, that's a Thunder record. Regardless. I could be wrong, though. I think, here's my hot take, they make it three games in a row as both will go 30-plus against the Clippers on Thursday. Yeah. Okay. Love it. Okay. I like that. Uh, I, I think that's a mild take. No. I love that. Okay. No. Okay. <laughs> well, I, 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 Silva's face. I was like trying to process that in real time. I was like, is that mild? Is it not mild? I think it's mild. Because at first when he was saying it, I was like, this is extra hot. 30? They're both going to score 30, but J-Dub's really good at basketball. So. Spoiler alert, folks. Indeed. <laughs> Give me medium. Give me medium for that one. Okay. My favorite spice level at date. <laughs> Taylor, what do you got? Oh, mild. I don't know if it's like no spice necessarily, but, um, you know, mild it's got a little bit of a kick. Flavor. Right. You, it, it's I your like go-to. It. You want to go for like a no spice just to, you know, because it has nothing to it. It's not Let, even let, worth let's trying. Let's just be clear. If you're firing off no spice takes or ordering no spice tenders, you're a coward. Right. <laughs> you might as well just get naked chicken tenders. I mean. I thought you were just going to say you might as well just get <laughs> naked. There's a long pause. Long <laughs> pause before the chicken tenders. I should have paused longer. Uh, <laughs> Justin, would you like to take us through the comments and read some of the listeners' hot Ooh, takes of the week so we boy, can rank those as well? I? Um, let's see. We've got Nick Gibson who's saying Chet for Rookie of the Year uh, is so hot my phone is overheating. Thank you for that <laughs> feedback, Nick. Um, we have Connor. My hot take is J-Dub makes a late push for MIP. I would put that at probably hot. Um, they just don't give most improved to second year guys. You're expected. True. I was gonna say True they agreed. shouldn't it shouldn't be allowed. That's maybe that's my Taylor Ooh, okay. commissioner hot take, but you it they just could win uh clutch player of the year. Like clutch with a K? Clutch <laughs> <player>? no. <laughs> no. <laughs> okay. Uh Taylor's brother trying to outdo his brother um with hot takes here. Josh Giddy has at least five triple doubles before the playoffs. Spicy. That's Reaper. I think I would give that Reaper. That's, yeah. That's, that's, He's not going to have the opportunity. If Josh gets five DNPs, then he gets five triple doubles. <laughs> if we're including <laughs> 10 minutes. Oh, boy. Um, here's another one. Michael B. <laughs> the Thunder will draft another Williams in the next Ooh. round. This one is a medium. They're getting Cody, folks. Oh, yeah. There you go. Wow. That's true. Cody. Then you have Jalen Williams yet again from Auburn, who has been mm. playing really well this season. Why did you put the emphasis on Lynn there? Jalen. Lynn. Spelled the same way as Jay Will, right? <laughs> it, yeah, correct. It it's J A Y L. Which would be I so am. good. All right. Last one confusing. from Thelma Hot Take Charlotte Hornets is in the play-in. This is some Trey man love. Hey, they won three straight going into the break. They did. did. Here's a hot take. Who has more triple doubles before the end of the season? Trey man or Josh Giddy? Trey man. (laughs) 
He's getting the reps, and Lamella was always hurt. So I think that's <laughs> correct. I think that is correct. Uh, Charlotte making the play, and I feel like is uh, pretty spicy. Pretty hot. Pretty hot. <laughs> Bottom of the, the got lower my, third of the East is just rancid. Got my brother in the chat. I have my brother-in-law in the chat. I mean, it is a family affair here on the Contestant oh, tonight. <laughs> they never stopped coming. <laughs> that's what she said. We had a great <laughs> weekend. <laughs> Everyone was in town, went to the U game, got to see them get stomped by the, the KU uh, Jayhawks. Yeah. Let's go to a break. <laughs> we'll be back. We're going to talk some expectations for the second half, last third of the season. Stick with us. We'll be right back. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio. And we are back. Gentlemen. We have, Silva, is it 28 games left? 29 it games. is. 28. 28. 28 games left in the OKC Thunder season. They are currently, I don't even have it pulled up, second in the league? In the West? Second in the West? In the West. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it has been a magical season. Uh, one of the Maybe one of the most fun seasons of Thunder basketball I can really ever remember. Um it gives me very strong Western Conference Finals run against the Mavericks season vibes. Uh, if you have not already, go read Joe Masato's most recent article he dropped at the Oklahoman uh, comparing the Thunder's first run and the second run uh, and lightning striking twice. But I thought we would spend today, before we get back into basketball Thursday night, talking a little bit about what are our expectations for the second part, we always call it the second half of the season. Really, it's like the last third of the season for Thunder basketball. Like, what are some things you're expecting to learn, to find out, to solidify, uh, to regress, to get better? Um, you can really go whatever direction you guys want with this. But I thought we would just take turns. Somebody can fire off an expectation. We'll talk about it. Um, 
kind of give our feedback on it, and then we'll go on to the next one. JD, you want to kick us off? Sure. Uh, I'm going to go. That's going to be playoff matchup related. I, for the, in these final 28 games, I want to find playoff matchups that I feel comfortable with in the first round uh, because I am having a hard time doing that currently. Uh, obviously, the Thunder are crazy good, uh, but the West is also really deep, and the teams that they could face just scare me a little. And I'm, I'm hoping to get more clarity. You know, they're going to play more against some of these teams. We could maybe learn more then. But it's it's tough. If the Thunder are the two seed, they could play the Mavs. They could play the Lakers or the Warriors out of the play-in. The They could play the Kings, who just are seem to be a bad matchup for them oftentimes. I, I hope to learn more, and I hope to feel more confident going into the playoffs than I do now. Um, I'm sure as the season goes on, we'll start seeing more of these playoff-like rotations just to test it out on some nights against some of these really good teams. Um, and I think Gordon Hayward is going to be a big way uh, I find some of this out, I think. I think he is, is the key to a lot of these closing lineups. So I think that's an interesting one. Let me ask you guys kind of a follow-up on that. As of right now, 28 days, not 28 days, 28 games before the end of the regular season and we move to postseason basketball. First, I think we all agree the Thunder are going to end top four in the West. Are we on agreement on that? Like, Correct. yeah, feels pretty good that they're going to have home court. So without naming teams, what are some of the things that you think benefit the Thunder? Like, what are some of their advantages going into the playoffs? Um, and I think as we talk about some of the advantages the Thunder will have, that'll help us narrow down teams. So what are some of the advantages you guys see the Thunder, again, still have a lot of basketball to play, but currently that they would have heading into the playoffs against anybody, just things that we look at this team and we say they are really good at this, and that's going to carry them into the postseason. Guard play. I mean, you've got to start there. The guy that was playing tonight, Shea Gilgis-Alexander, is an advantage in pretty much every matchup you're going to face. I think to to JD's point, there's some teams further down that list that maybe you you start to wonder. Um, teams that haven't been as good this season, but maybe might be a matchup challenge. But Shea, Shea just gives you an advantage. And when you tack on the other guy we've been talking about a lot tonight, J-Dub, I think those two heading into the playoffs give this team such an advantage in the backcourt that makes it really tough, especially as you get into to crunch time where the two of them, the way they stagger and they play together late in the fourth, it's tough. It's tough for anyone to defend. And I think that that, you know, unless you have a stellar, stellar perimeter defense, you're going to have a hard time stopping them. When we talk about playoff matchups a lot, Taylor, we talk like, who's got the best player in the in the matchup? Who's got the second best player in the matchup? Who's got the third best player in the matchup? Like, bench doesn't matter as much. It's your star power. I don't know about you, but when I look at teams five through 10 in the West right now and who they can match up with, I mean, there's a lot of star talent, but it feels like, man, a lot of these, when it comes down the stretch in the fourth quarter, like Shea's the guy you want with the ball in your hands. Like the Thunder might have the best player in the series in a lot of those first round matchups. 
could not agree more. And I think you could say in a similar fashion that J-Dub could be one of those players as well. Not to say that he would be the guy uh, when you mentioned some of those top teams in the West, but the second best player on all those other teams, I put J-Dub above many of those players for a lot of the same reason. We've seen him take over in the fourth quarter in similar fashions to SGA. And the most exciting thing for me, we've talked a lot about this heading into the All-Star break, but we've seen them do it in tandem in the fourth quarter. It's not like it's your turn, my turn, like we saw in the Russ KD era. They're doing it in tandem. They're doing it together. They're playing off one another. So I would agree with you completely there. Silva, I'm going to list off teams. You tell me if the Thunder were playing this team, like starting next week in a seven-game series, uh, is Shea the best player in the series? Okay. Golden State Warriors. Um, and say yes, Silva. <laughs> do it. Do it. Uh, this season, yes. Los Put Angeles, the spice meter back up. This season, yes. <laughs> Los Angeles Lakers. Yes. This Sac- season. Sacramento Kings. Yes. Dallas Mavericks. Oy. Let me just. You're putting no, so I'm going to say no. Seat. I'm going to say no. He's New sweating. He's literally sweating. <laughs> yes. Phoenix Suns. God help me. <laughs> I'm going to say no. I think that's fair. I think. Devin Booker is going to go because it, it, it's Devin Booker and Luca are just nuts in the playoffs. You know, as long as you don't count game seven of that one year when the sun, the Mavericks beat the Suns. Let's redo the, the exercise most... one more time. Just real fast. Okay. I want you to guys tell me, will the Thunder have two of the top four players in the series? Yeah. Dubs. Yes. I feel pretty good because after yeah. Steph, that's a drop off on that yeah. team now. Correct. Yeah. Lakers. Yes. I say availability no. is the best. Ability. I don't think. I, I think would go Shea, AD, LeBron, Dub. Yeah, that's just I think my that's fair. I mean, yeah, if these hurt, yeah. then sure. Like Kings. Yes. Taylor's just gonna say yes on every one of them. We don't even need to ask Taylor. <laughs> Better than Sabonis. I think I say Fox. no. I think I say no to the Kings as Shea. well. JD, what do you think? It's two of the best four. Yes. No, no, no. Not two of the best four. Like I guess two best. of the best three. Yeah, right. And you're asking about the Kings now, right? Mm-hmm. I'll probably say no. i say no. It's a difficult Man. one. Those two guys are really good. Uh, Dallas Mavericks. No. We're talking probably about guard play. No. Probably say no. New Orleans Pelicans. Yes. Mm-hmm. I'm scared. It's Zion. He, I mean... <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that proves the point you thought it proved. <laughs> I think it does. You can score in the paint. <laughs> I love you, Taylor. Who's the second best player? CJ behind B.I.? B.I. Like, B.I. and Zion. Zion. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Give me right. Dub and yeah. say over Zion both. I don't know. I don't think I agree with that. Phoenix Suns? No. No. Mm-mm. No. It's tough, man. That's what's so tough. Like to JD's point, you look down. That's at, tough. But my last two were hot takes. Are you kidding me? Oh, listen. What I Just the, the whole point, exercise? The, the whole exercise. Like the the teams at the bottom of the playoff race in the West are tough. Like their records haven't been great. Right. I I, yeah. think I, go, I think that list of five to ten. I think I would go. There's one team that the Thunder have the two of the best three players on the court. And, and that's I, the, that's the Warriors. And, and, and 
I think all those teams are built for the playoffs in that star power and experience. The two things, like we just did the exercise, the Thunder won't have the advantage in star power in most of those. They're not going to have the experience advantage in any series. So like that, those are two very important things in the playoffs. The Thunder have absolutely been a better team. SGA and J-Dub have been better players most of this season, but that goes out the window in the playoffs to some extent. And I think that that's, that's what makes me nervous, just like you, Silva, of like looking down the list at those teams. You can feel really great about where the Thunder are positioned. You can feel really great about them having home court advantage, potentially. And then you can feel really not great about the list of teams that they may have to face. But to your point, Jacob, earlier, it reminds me a lot of Thunder 1.0, where they had that like murderer's row of, oh, you want to compete in the playoffs? Go beat all the past three champions. Yeah. It's the yeah. same kind of thing. Like yeah. if you want to have success in the playoffs, you're Grizzlies, have to go through Spurs. You There's have to go no through easy them. path. No. Yeah, I agree. Okay. More expectations for the last 28 games. What else do we got? I have one for our friend J-Dub that we've been talking about so much. Uh, Nick posted this the other day that I found really interesting. It was J-Dub's career scoring averages by month. Spoiler alert. It goes up every month, basically. Uh, April of 2023, he had a small dip, but that's because there was three games. Um, small sample size will rule that one out. But basically, if you look at last year, he went from 9 to 10 to 12 to 13 to 14 to 19.8 in March of 2023. You look at this year, he started at 15 to 17 to 18 to 19 to 25 in February. My expectation is that that trend continues just like it did last year, which means in March, we're looking at 26 27 28 point per game dub april who knows but like is he gonna get better is that trend gonna continue just like it did last year is he gonna continue to crescendo heading into the playoffs to the point where we're like shay's going for 30 every night and dub's going for 28 every night which would put him above a lot of the players that <laughs> we were going through that's earlier. how you do it taylor to my point, a client and yeah. sinker. Yep. But like uh, um, you were talking of, earlier about I agree with yeah, completely. the dual 30 pieces like that mm-hmm. could become. Does he become nearly as consistent at scoring as what we've come to expect from Shea, especially in this, the playoffs? This J-Dub season reminds me of. Was it. Year three, the year three Harden season mm-hmm. where they made it to the Western Conference Finals, um, but that was, they lost to the Mavs because yep. the next year was they beat the Mavs, the Lakers, the Spurs, back-to-back-to-back. Right. To back to back. Yep. Um, just a few stats for you guys that I find interesting. Last year, the Thunder played the New Orleans Pelicans in playing game number one. J-Dub Williams, uh, forward well, for the clarified. Oklahoma City Thunder, played 40 minutes that game. Uh, 11 points on four of 14, four rebounds, two assists, two steals, and a block. I think we would call that not good. He was <laughs> 0 of 5 from three. Um, now, the next night against the, the Timberwolves, where they lost by 25, he was 17 on five of 10 shooting, four of eight from three, 
four rebounds, five assists, three steals, four turnovers, a team in game worst minus 23. Suffice it to say, I think he will be better this postseason. Hard to be I worse. think getting that, I think Hard to be worse. her dub getting that taste <laughs> was huge. Yeah, I, I think it was massive. And I wonder if Chet struggles a little bit because he hasn't been there yet. I do worry totally about that, that as well with Chet. I think that's why that playing game was so, even if they were eliminated by the T Wolves, like playing those two was highly beneficial. I, I kind of, Thinking of it as uh, when the Suns won all those bubble games in a row, I'm hoping it's that level of, of trajectory. I don't, I don't know if they're going to make the finals this year, but you know, similar to that, you get get that experience, you get the high stakes games, and I don't know, Jada, like the fourth quarter Jada mentality, and the the reason why he has gained that title and he keeps doing this at the start of the fourth quarter is a mentality thing, and that same mentality I think is like the playoffs. Like he he takes over, he uses his his physicality and skill to overpower whoever's in front of him. And I I think it's going to translate really well. And I think, I don't know if he's going to average 26 a game, but I wouldn't be surprised if he averaged 24, 23, 24, something like that between and the now shot and making, the end of the season. The shot making as well, Silva, is just something that stands yeah. out to me. The ability to be able to create his own shot and get to his spots regardless of who is guarding him, especially when you have Shea on the floor at the same time and you have people teams double teaming him or throwing their best defender at him i think to your point that's where we see silva or that's where we see silva really take over Hell yeah that's where we see jada really take over <laughs> yeah. my expectation i don't have any uh stats here which is probably good for the sake of time but one thing that i keep <laughs> i didn't do my homework prior to the podcast but one thing that i keep thinking about with hayward into the lineup like into the rotation i think we see less minutes with JW and Giddy, which haven't been very good at all, if you look at the plus minus, or you look at those on-off stats within that second unit. And we see more Dub and Shea together and a little more Giddy on the floor without either of Dub or Shea. And I think that's going to be very beneficial for the team, both in terms of having Dub and Shea on, on the floor together more, giving Hayward that opportunity, and also just for Giddy to be in a little more comfortable of a role. We've talked so much about that throughout the majority of the season. I think this could be a really good thing for Giddy as well. Again, I have no stats pulled up for this, uh, no minutes or on-off numbers, but that's just something I'm looking forward to, and I think we will see more of, is some Giddy and Hayward lineups in that second unit and w- without J-Dub, and, and a little more J-Dub and Shea together. That'll be interesting. I think rotations and lineups become really interesting, Taylor. So I'm going to piggyback on you because my expectation for the last 28 is we figure out what the playoff lineup looks like, which I think is going to be interesting. So for mine, I don't, I, I think that's a perfect, we're just, we're just projecting here, but I'm going to go down the list of thunder players by minute. And I want you to guys to tell me if they were healthy, Are they playing in a playoff game that night? Like, no ifs, ands, words, or buts. They are getting in the game, and they are playing, if healthy, for a playoff game. Okay? Um, Shea, yes. J-Dub, yes. Chet, yes. Josh Giddy, Yes. Yes. He'll play. I feel feel pretty good on yes. He'll play, yeah. Lou Dort. Yes. Yes. Absolutely, yes. (laughs) Isaiah Joe. Yes. 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 Case and Wallace. I also yes. feel strongly yes. 
maybe. Interesting. Okay, so we got one maybe. We're starting to waver a little bit here. Kenrich Williams. <laughs> yes. Maybe. This is where I'm a little more maybe, but I, I, I think it's more likely. Yes. Aaron Wiggins. Same boat. <laughs> maybe. I lean more yes on Aaron Wiggins than I want to. Ooh, I like that. Rich. I like that, Justin. I want to. Jay Will. Maybe. I'm more no. Leaning a little more no on the maybe again, side. Again, if that makes sense. This, this is like we have game three tonight on the road. There is no question this guy is playing minutes tonight. Then give me no. Yeah, no. <laughs> okay. Well, so you guys have re-explained the rules. Yes. You guys have yes on SGA, Dub, Chet, Josh, Lou, Isaiah, Kaysen, and we're iffy on Wiggins and Kenrich Williams a little bit. Deep lineup. You're definitely saying no on Jay Will. Gordon Hayward. <sighs> Who knows? But I lean if yes. healthy, yes. Yeah. Right. Well, if for healthy. me, this is yeah, again. The rules are they are healthy and there's a playoff game tonight. <laughs> are they getting minutes? Can you tell us that one more time? Game three on a Wednesday. It's, <laughs> it's impossible to feel 100% confident on this until I watch him play a game. In a what uniform. team? <laughs> I'm, I'm going to go a little bit, I guess, different from you guys. I'm 100% yes on Gordon Hayward. And I know we haven't seen him play yet. So this could all be a wash, but as of right now, 10, 20 p.m. Central Time on February 18th, I'm going 100% yes. And I'm going 100% yes on Kenrich Williams. And if that pushes uh, Aaron Wiggins down, it pushes Aaron Wiggins down. But I think they're going to play Kenny at the backup five. Now, there will be instances where they will play Jay Will at the five. Mm -hmm. um, I think in very dire situations, they will try... Um, Bismack Yep. Uh, thank you guys for uh, chiming in there with the Bismack Biombo. <laughs> I was like, I had an echo. <laughs> of um, course. <laughs> but I would put Kenrich Williams up there pretty high. But for what it's worth, 48 minutes a game. Yep. How many guys are playing 40 plus in the playoffs? Shay. I think Shay dubbed Dort for sure. Yeah. I don't think Chet's getting to 40. I don't know if Dort's quite getting to 40, but it'll be close. It'll be I think they're going to run Dort into the, the, the Kenridge, 40 into the The Kenridge thing is interesting to think about because he hasn't been like... He hasn't been very good. That good. Like that, Wiggins has objectively been better than him this season. That was my hesitation. Uh, yeah, I think, but I think you I bring think up a good point. Wiggins at backup five. No, right, that's the thing. not at all. But I don't know that they do Kenridge either. I think that's an option. Matchup dependent, game dependent, series dependent. It'll be J-Will. Could be J Will, could be Bismack. Could I don't be... think it, if it's Bismack, it could be Poku. <laughs> Am I right? <laughs> okay. If it's Bismack, either there is a podcast episode upcoming in the next month <laughs> titled We've Been Bismacked or We've Been Beyondboed, <laughs> where we're just losing our mind because this man went for uh, 20 and 12. That's wow. the shirts off podcast. <laughs> that's or right. J Will has absolutely cratered. Oh, I think you've hit like on something, J Jacob, that we will be probably speaking on a lot heading into the playoffs. Why is Kenrich playing more in the Wiggins? I think that'll be a topic amongst, amongst the fandom, but I think you're spot on with how the Thunder view that. When we if go back to those standings again, if they are playing, 
Now, you don't need a traditional big against the Warriors at all. But if they're playing the Lakers, if they're playing the Kings, you can maybe argue if they're playing the Mavs, definitely the Pelicans. Like, you're going to need another big body in there. If you're going up against AD, Valanchunas, uh, Sabonis, um, uh, the, the just as the much salute. as I hate Rudy Gobert, there if, it is. If they play Minnesota in the second round, gentlemen, <laughs> the hostilities, it's going to be, be an all timer. Oh, yeah. We'll have, we'll have a new rival for sure. Any other, before we move on, any other expectations for the last 20? I, I don't think this is nearly all of them, but I think these were good ones to discuss for sure. Love it. Nothing Silence. More. Like I'm teaching a classroom again, and I ask a question, just nobody says anything. Justin, <laughs> why don't you give us an update on oh. the standings, on our predictions? Or you can it, Justin. You know, we could just skip this segment. We're going long. No, no, Taylor. Uh, <laughs> we touched on this on Wednesday's show, but I was not on Wednesday's show. So I need a chance to share this with the people <laughs> personally. Uh, as someone who has been in last place since the very first prediction standings, were released. I'm still in last, but I'm tied for last, and I put myself in not last on the graphic because I have that power. The new <laughs> prediction standings, starting from the bottom, we have myself and Taylor tied at 27 points. After last week, we had a triple money ball, the only game of the week, the Orlando Magic, took Taylor from first to last, tied with me at 27 points. Next, we have another tie with the Jacobs, 29 apiece for Jacob Niffin and JD Silva. And our guy Nick sliding up to first with 33 Boo. points. Nick Crane. Boom. <laughs> Couldn't even bother to show his face. Not like he's covering the All Star game or something. <laughs> but uh, all this to say, a lot can change in a week. The, the standings are tightened down the stretch. It's going to get interesting because there there's not a lot that separates first from last at this point. That was very fair. To remind the listeners what we are playing for with this prediction game, whoever has the best record, the most points at the end, gets one day all expenses paid whenever we go to Las Vegas for NBA Summer League. I think we've agreed that is not alcohol included because I watched <laughs> Nick walk on the strip last year. I am not covering that tab. So but, or in the morning. But the food, um, the non-alcoholic beverages, the trip to the Taco Bell Cantina, all for one day completely paid. We are also tallying how many losses each of us gets for the entire season. And at the end of the year, for each loss and... If you lost a money ball, that counts as twice as much. You owe, for each loss, $1 to a collective pool of money. And we're going to donate the pool to charity. Whatever the total number is, we're going to ask our listeners to crowdfund and match us. I do have an update on that, by the way. Uh, leading the way, Taylor owes $23. Boo! <laughs> uh, JD and I own Oh, not own. I, I hope we own, but we definitely owe $20. Justin owes 19 and Nick own, owes 18. I believe collectively we are at like right at a hundred bucks. How do I own owe the least, but I've been in last this whole time. Yeah, uh, you got money balls. The math's not mathing. 
Hey, I I counted. This is rigged. All right, brother. Rigged. No math on a Sunday. <laughs> hey, I'm not complaining about owing the lease, just to be clear. <laughs> the difference between $23 and $19. It's a big difference. That's it's a Taco Bell Cantina entree. <laughs> Side item, probably. It may be the cinnamon twists. <laughs> Inflation. I, I, I also watched Nick Crane spend $45 at the Taco Bell Cantina last year. Incredible. If One Nick wins... Boys, if Nick wins, we are screwed. Oh, it's over. Like tapping into the pod funds. Yeah, we're we're all filing for second mortgages <laughs> if Nick wins. Let's get to this week. First game of the week comes Thursday night. It is going to be an absolute banger in the Paycom Center as the Los Angeles Clippers come to visit the Oklahoma City Thunder. That would be number two versus number three in the West. It's going to be an awesome, awesome game. The debut of Gordon Hayward for the Thunder. These teams are one and one against each other this season. Big game. Big game. JD, what is your prediction for the first one out of the All-Star break? God, yeah. What a game. Cannot wait to watch. So excited. Gordon Hayward's going to be really good. Uh, it's an L. I predicted an L. <laughs> I also went with the L. I wanted to go three and zero so badly, Me too. Me too. which means they're probably going to win and then lose one of these games. We expect them to win, but I, I also went with the L against the Clippers, who are playing really well. Justin, well, unlike these cowards, <laughs> I went with the Dub. I think that this team is going to come back refreshed. They're going to come back fired up. I think James Harden may come back with a hangover. And the Thunder can take advantage uh, of that. Fair. This is a win. Now, if you're calling us cowards, I think that should be your money ball, Justin. No, I didn't go that far. <laughs> Not I, going that far. I Boo. went with Justin. I got a dub on Thursday night. And Love an it. extra prediction for you all. That game tips at 7 p.m. If the Thunder come out and win that game, and my hot take comes to fruition, we get 30 pieces from Shea and Dub. We are going to experience the most watched post-game podcast <laughs> in uncontested history. That may be up there. I am making the prediction now. You lose 10 points if that's incorrect, though. Uh, According to the rules. No. Nick took the L <laughs> as well. Then we got a Sega Baba. Hello. The Washington Wizards coming to town Friday night. One, Denny Avdia has been on a tear recently. Who could have predicted that? I have no freaking clue. This guy. Taylor, we're starting with you this time. What do you got happening Friday at the Paycom Center? It's not my money ball, but I do have a W. I think they will uh, respond well after a loss against the Clippers and will take care of business. Justin? I have a win as well, and this is my money ball. Hey, JD. The Thunder smoke the Wizards because they're the Wizards. Yeah, the Wizards stink. So that's a W. <laughs> I just hope that um, Jordan Poole comes out and takes like 40 shots. That's all Agreed. I Agreed. For the Wizards game, I took a W, and it is my money ball. Money ball. Nick also took a money ball W. Ooh. Wow. Last game of the week comes on Sunday right before we go live on the podcast. And it will either be a joyous, happy, 
a little trash talky, or it will be a depressed episode. As the Thunder go down to Houston, Texas to take on the Rockets. Justin, what happens in Houston? I think they lose. The Thunder are 0-5 in their last five trips to Houston. Houston, despite being in the bottom of the West, has one of the best home records in the West. They play well at home. Oklahoma City, for whatever reason, doesn't seem to play well there. This is going to be a, another mind-numbing Houston loss. J.D.? Well, they always say you should uh, bet with your emotion and your heart and not your brain. <laughs> and this game so is what they always to, say. This game is going to be emotional. It's going to make me either very angry or very happy and really no in-between at all. Um, so I had to lean into that moment as much as I could, and I went with the W money ball. Hey. Which means Boom. if we lose, it'll hurt even more. Hurt so bad. Silva, you are speaking my language. I expected all of you to take either the money ball or probably the money money, money ball on the Sega Baba against the Wizards, or to take it on it coming out of the All-Star break against the Clippers. You gotta take advantage of the opportunity as a gambling man. I'm going moneyball. Houston Rockets. We're gonna get that W. I love it. I took a dub. Three and oh, hey. Three and, and I am called the sun, sun, sunshine pumper on this podcast. Nick, Unbelievable. Nick took the L, has them going one and two this week. Wow. We, brand. And that's why he's in first place, though. Uh, it's true. We are about to see the mighty come tumbling down, Nicholas. <laughs> All right, let's take a break. On the other side, we're going to do a quick trip around. Speaking of quick trip, they just opened one like four miles from my house. Hello. (laughs) I have visited. We are going to do a quick trip around the association. They are not sponsoring the podcast. Send the money. But they should. We will be right back. (laughs) And we are back, and we're going on a trip around the association. I don't even know where you're sitting at. (laughs) We talked expectations for the Thunder for the last third of the season. Now it's time to fire off some expectations for the league. For the last third of the season, what do you guys got? Make them uh, spicy. I think the Bucks are going to crumble slowly um, from now till the end of the season. They're three and seven in their last ten. JD, they are, and Doc Rivers is making a bunch of excuses. <laughs> and uh, shocker, I think the vibes are really bad. And I don't know if uh, anyone ever really wants to be there. So I, I <laughs> it's think bad. It's it bad. bad. Three and seven. Sounds bad, but I think it's, it sounds even worse when you say this. They were 32 and 14. They are now 35 and 21. Oh, woof. Yeah, the two seed is like yeah. gone. They're not getting the two seed, it doesn't seem like. Uh, the Boston has a stranglehold on one. The Cavs are in two, uh, six games out of first. The Bucks are in three. The Knicks are fourth, and the 76ers right on their heels, but. 
worry of the 76ers kind of free-falling without Joel Embiid there. They are also 3-7. and seven. The Knicks have had a lot of injuries, 5-5. Five and five. I'm not going to be shocked if the Knicks are the two-seed guys. I won't either. They're good. They're good. I like they it. They are good. They're fun. The Thunder still have to take a trip to Madison Square Garden, too. We'll see if OG is uh, 100% after his elbow surgery, but mm-hmm. I think he probably will be. Mm-hmm. I like that. Very good. What other expectations for the league do you have the final third of the way? You want it spicy? I will give you spicy, Jacob. I'm ready. Spice I actually it have up, stats buddy. on this one. Shout out um, my uh, Matt Moore uh, at HP Basketball. <laughs> Mike, Matt, same thing. Doesn't matter. Mike Lakers are 20 and th- 2013 on a 49 win pace when 80 LeBron and Rui each play. I kind of think the Lakers go on another surge just like they did last year after the All-Star break, and they end top five in the West. Whoa. I, this is a great segue because my expectation was the complete opposite. I think the Heck Lakers yeah. fizzle this year. There's no, they didn't do anything super exciting. Uh, there were no, no roster shakeup. You got that weird trade plant story about how LeBron almost became a warrior. Super weird. Like super weird. Not Just almost not almost, but like why That's even, how they positioned it in the yeah, story. Yeah, why almost. is that even a thing that we're like spending airwaves on? It's just a weird situation that I think is going to lead to a weird kind of awkward dismount in Los Angeles. I, I yeah. don't. I'll, I'll be surprised if they if they pull it together. And you know what? No matter what happens between Taylor and Justin's predictions, we're going to hear about the Lakers a lot. One hundred percent. It's the annoying part. Yeah, 100%. Um, I have a few kind of like end-of-year standings. One prediction is Detroit does not end the season with the number one odds in the lottery. Ooh. I'll buy Mm. that. They've been playing better lately. Yeah. They don't look like the worst basketball team created. They're still 8 and 46. (laughs) That's where I'm at. It's like, uh, that's still not great. But the Wizards are 9 and 45, folks. (laughs) There you go. Okay. (laughs) Fair enough. Who's Benny Avdia? I can't save you. No. The Spurs are 11 and 44. Spurs are only two and a half games out of the number one spot. Rookie of the year, though. And hey. (laughs) Um, Also, as far as expectations, uh, I, I've been eyeing Houston and Utah a lot, obviously because they both owe the Thunder a pick. Right now, those picks are at 10th and 11th, respectively. The Houston pick conveys, as long as it's not top four, I believe. Feel pretty safe about that. But I could see Houston sliding maybe a little bit. Um, they are only a half game up on Atlanta for ninth worst odds. They are, what is this, three games up on Brooklyn. And Brooklyn is just a steaming hot pile of garbage. They're a bad, bad, bad basketball team. And everyone below them, I do not see climbing, with the exception of maybe Toronto. I think Toronto is a little bit better. But, like, Memphis isn't going to win anything. Portland's not going to win anything. Charlotte could climb a little bit, but it's not going to be, like, substantial. The Utah pick, on the other hand, is top 10 protected, meaning if it falls between 1 and 10, the Jazz keep it. The Thunder only get it if it's between 11 and 30. Utah is currently in 11th. They are one game up on the Houston Rockets. They are only a half game behind the Chicago Bulls. But Utah traded three of their 10 rotation guys. So it's, uh, 
I mean, they're not like huge beat Kelly Olenek, probably the yeah. biggest piece, mm-hmm. but they also lost Ochai Agbaji and Simone Fontecchio, who was starting for them. Um, I mean, they're moving off guys that are on the last year of their contracts to get younger guys more burn. I think Keontae George is going to be really good. Taylor Hendricks is going to get a chance. A lot of people don't think this draft is great. I personally do want the Thunder to get the two picks just because that's more ammo for them to play with this summer yep. um, and trading up in the draft or trading for an established player, whatever. Um, I wonder if Utah just wants the pick to convey so it's done and over with and they have their own pick moving forward and they don't have to worry about it. I'm kind of starting to feel pretty good about the Thunder landing like the 8th and 11th pick in this draft. That'd be huge. Agreed. That'd be, and they're on pace to win 55 games. Yeah, that's that's what he's not stupid. Mm-hmm. This is the kind of draft that Presty likes to. Oh, 100 percent. Take advantage. There's value. Of. Mm-hmm. There's yep. value. Uh, we have someone in the chat, uh, V. Louis, saying, "Please do a tankathon spin for old times' sake, folks. Your wish is my command." Unbelievable. You're a sicko. Hey, JD, do we still have the uh, the tank sounder? On the soundboard. Loser! You're a loser! And that means that the number one pick in the NBA draft goes to... What a beautiful sounder. That's wow. gold. Is. That's so great. Brings me joy. Brings me PTSD. <laughs> I'm having flashbacks enough. right now of watching. I'm having Captain flashbacks to googling weird tank facts before the podcast. To oh, I remember that. Pepper what into my tank update as we were watching Isaiah Roby hit threes in Portland to worsen the odds. That son of a bitch. Good All play, right. you. You guys ready for this sim? <laughs> Ten and eleven. Where do you think they land? Ten and eleven. Nine and twelve. Literally impossible, but okay. (laughs) They can only jump to one to four. They can't jump one spot. You'll have to forgive Silva. His tankathon rules are rusty. Uh, All right, here we go. I just hit Sim, folks. (laughs) Eleven and twelve. They dropped because the Chicago Bulls took that massive, (laughs) massive jump from twelve up to two. Good for Chicago. I guess. Yeah. San Antonio with Wimby and Cody Williams is nightmare fuel. Yeah. That'd be a fun rivalry, though. Cody versus Dub and no, Chet versus Wimby. I, I want the Thunder to get Cody desperately. Well, duh. That just would be just the, the, the perfect scenario. All right. Any other league-wide expectations before we get out of here? Nah. Give me a hot one before we leave. Play the outro music, and you each got to fire off one hot league-wide oh expectation gosh. at the end of the semester. Or end of the semester, end of the season. Phoenix Suns, okay, lose, Phoenix Suns lose in the first round. Woo! I don't know how hot that is, but I like it. Denver loses in the second round. That's also not very hot. We are hitting <laughs> like the light mild on the scale, boys. I Man, I had uh, the Lakers ending up top five. Yeah, Damn. you got to have a new one, Taylor. Come okay, on. okay. Thunder, one seed, end of the season. Oh, uh, uh, early the two seed uh, We're on the light spice scale. Uh, Boston, Boston loses to the Knicks in the playoffs. 
That would be the Eastern Conference Finals. Also, not Clippers, very hot. Clippers tank this down the standings because either one of Paul George or Kawhi are not healthy. You mean the guys no. that are never healthy might not be healthy? <laughs> Thank you guys for tuning best. into the Uncontested, <laughs> where for the Dave Hot Chicken Hot Take of the Week, we cannot get past no spice. We appreciate you guys for tuning in. We'll be back Wednesday, even though there's no basketball between now and then. Tune in as we take a deeper dive into the last 28 games of the Thunder season. I'm saying 28 games. 28 games of Gordon Hayward scoring 20-plus, baby. Put it down. 28 games of Gordon Hayward starting. That's my hot take. (laughs) We'll see you guys Wednesday night, Thursday night, and Friday night this week. As Wednesday's a group show, Thursday and Friday are post games after the Clippers and the Washington Wizards. And then back Sunday, as always, that one will be after the Houston Rockets game. Go eat Dave's hot chicken. A, it's really, really good food. Get cheese on your fries. B, they're sponsoring the podcast. So you are obligated, if you listen to the show, to go eat their food. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for watching on YouTube. If you don't, go sub to the YouTube channel. Thank you for downloading the podcast. If you haven't already, drop a five-star rating. We will see you in 72 hours. Until then, you guys have a great beginning of your week. And as always, thunder up. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done.